0: Hey everybody, this is Matthew Holtisiak and you're listening to Not the same Old Lions podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we talk about what's being said at the NFL Combine. We look at a couple of players the Lions have re-signed. We discuss a free agent they've already signed, and we discuss a Detroit Lions 2023 mini-movie. Let's get to it, Lions fans. This is Detroit Lions 2023 Fan of the Year, Robert
1: Gonzalez, and you're listening to Not the same Lions Podcast.
0: I'm joined by Coach Jerry Angers, named Michigan High School Coach of the Year, as well as Coach of the Week by the Detroit Lions. He's also mentored numerous players to the college level and some all the way to the NFL. Great to have you here, Coach, as we are in off-season mode.
1: Yes, it is. It's uh, hard to believe that uh, we have a whole lot of days in front of us before we see our next football game.
0: That it is. and though The weird weather we have here in Michigan is confusing everybody, but uh No confusion here. The NFL Combine is going on down in Indianapolis. We kind of previewed a little bit of that uh, in our last episode. Now, most coaches and front office staff are there from all the NFL teams. There are are some head coaches that have opted out, but I I believe every team is still sending some representatives there. As far as the Detroit Lions go, we know general manager Brad Holmes is there. Head coach Dan Campbell is there. Both of them have spoken already. And, And this is a big time for a lot of clubs and, and for many reasons, right? I mean, obviously, Coach, they're looking at the players' workouts and they're, they're meeting with players and, and they're also having conversations from different clubs. Now, that's how some of these deals get done. And and I don't know that the Lions are looking to make any deals this year, but, you know, a lot of discussions are taking place. You were down there last year at the Combine. Kind of tell me, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what it's like and kind of what you uh, you observed and were able to interact with.
1: Well, it's it's you know it's one of those things where they're they know that there's football players there because they're invited to the NFL Combine. The the basic that they're trying to do, especially the Lions, basically they're trying to do is to get inside these guys' heads and see how they think, see how they interact with people, see what their brand is, see if they're they're a team player or an individual. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing is you know you can learn from, a lot from talking to a guy face to face and asking him questions. Um, you know, and then kind of. You know, talking to, I talked to a couple of scouts last year from the Lions and, and other places and text them and asked them if they were going to be there. And the, the scouts even said, no, we're not, we don't come because our brass is up. You know, the, the guys that make the call on, on uh, we've given them our recommendation. Now they're trying to basically put the cherry on top. And so it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Uh, who's who is there. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, guys talking about different people, different individuals. Hey, we might look to trade him. Hey, we we're trying to get rid of him. Hey, we, you know, we, we don't think he fits. And, and so, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of those uh, firsthand bases where they can really get a good insight on, on uh, what they're looking at and,
0: and deciding if that's the person they want to draft. Those things all make a lot of sense. And, you know, again, we talked about that's how this is when deals get done and nothing necessarily concerning the Detroit Lions directly, but very indirectly, we are going to be facing the Chicago Bears twice this year. And we know the Chicago Bears have a big decision to make on their quarterback, Justin Fields, and the number one pick overall, what to do with both of those. So it'll be real interesting to see what comes of that. We should have good information on that within the next two weeks, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, I
1: watched uh, uh, their GM this morning talk, and I just—I mean, you know—all the experts are saying he's gone. I mean, just some of the stuff that they say. Uh, you know, um, you know, one of the biggest things with them is they—you know—they said what the what the Fields thing is: uh, can he win a Super Bowl? You know, and if there's a doubt in their mind, they're going to go get another quarterback that they think that can win a Super Bowl. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting on what's going on with the uh, NFC North.
0: That's for sure. Yeah, it looks to be it's going to be a much improved uh, NFC North next year. Well, you know, the Combine's already underway. I mean, players haven't been doing their workouts. We haven't seen that stuff yet, but we have seen uh, different front office people speaking. That includes Detroit's two biggest high-ranking guys. That is General Manager Brad Holmes. He talked about losing some personnel, notably Lance Newmark to the Washington franchise. He was a senior director of player personnel. He now becomes an assistant general manager. So we're excited for him. But he'd been at Detroit for like 25 years. And then Holmes said, we're going to miss him quite a bit. But he said, don't worry. We've got a lot of guys in place that can move up. So that's obviously one move the Lions have lost from that area. But it was great hearing Brad Holmes talk and kind of talk a little bit about some of their strategies, which also included they want to pay in-house players. Because they know them well. They know what they're getting. There's no surprises behind the door. And he brought up, you know, free agents uh, that you bring in. You, you can do a lot of research, but you don't quite know them as much.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, um, we as fans want the splash player. Oh, go get this guy. Oh, go get that guy. But, you know, the, the in-house guys are the guys that have been uh, through the grind. They know what they're getting. You know, they, might, they may give up a little bit in talent. But their work ethics and understanding what what is needed of them to be successful uh, pays dividends. And I and I just think, you know, you don't you don't want to rock the ship. You don't want to cut a good guy. I mean, look at look at the Maven sign. You know, it's best special teams player. And everybody's like, oh, my God, why do we spend so much on a special teams guy? Well, first of all, he's his best special teams guy. Second of all, he played 14 reps on defense per game at the end of the year uh he he had a you know he, he had some fakes on punts and stuff like that. He's a lions guy he's he's a guy that's gonna do everything that's needed and he can fill in in, in numerous positions and again, I, I saw Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell talk about depth and you know he's a depth player. he's a guy that they trust uh you know we get one or two linebackers that go down. we know he can step in and, and get the job done. and so uh you know i I really love the uh signing the in-house guys. Um, You know, maybe fit a couple pieces in there uh, if they're going to they're going to fit into the locker room. But, uh, you know, these these guys are doing it the right way. Uh, Look where we're at after three years.
0: Oh, exactly. And and Campbell talked about as well that they want to pay top dollar to their own guys, not just because. They feel like they owe it to him, but because they know what they've got in them, and, and we saw that with Jalen Reese Mabin right there, seven and a half million dollars, two-year contract, and yes, he's considered a very, very good special teams player. It's considered the highest special teams contract uh, in the league. But as you alluded to, and as Coach Campbell talked about, he's more than just that. He's also a depth piece on the defense. And Campbell said all three phases of their team are important to them. And so it it really goes beyond just those splash numbers right up front that people see and they wonder why the contract was the way it was. I am beyond thrilled that they brought him back. And I'm glad it's a two-year deal, too, so that way you know you've got him for two years. You're not just going through this whole thing a year again from now.
1: For sure. For sure. And he, you know, and he has made some huge plays for us, whether it's a fake punt or a batted pass uh, or a sack, you know, so uh, it's good stuff. And I agree, you know, and like you, you did say that, you know, you said it also, um, there are three phases of the game and and, uh, Lions want to be the best at all three phases and why not sign the best player in the league at one of the phases.
0: Well, that's exactly it. And let's go back to that thing you brought up about depth. Dan Campbell dropped a little nugget here. And it was interesting. I don't know how many people caught it. He goes, depth is important. And he said, maybe even more important than just the starter position. He said he and Brad value depth a lot because everybody gets hurt in the National Football League. You have to have depth. And so that talks about how much they want to have there. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is the right spot to bring it up, but I did a little reflecting on the season, and I've got to say, and I'll probably bring this up again later, I almost feel like the Emmanuel Mosley injury, that might have been the most critical injury to the Detroit Lions team this year. Mm -hmm. Because if you think how that defense might have been with him healthy, it could have looked very, very different.
1: Oh yeah, I I totally agree. That's a great call. I mean, we had depth all along the offensive line, you know, we had, I mean, sorry injuries along the offensive line and guys filled in, you know, we, we had two running backs down at one point guys filled in. So I think you're right, especially because that's really the last line of defense other than the safety position, but we lost the safety also. Um, so, you know, those are things that, that make a huge difference. You go into, you know, you go into a season, um, uh, deciding what your what your game plan is going to be, and then you start losing people on the back end, and it becomes huge. And it it was it showed a lot. And and uh, uh, hopefully with those injuries, we developed more depth with the guys that stepped in, so that we keep them around, and then maybe we add a add a player or two.
0: Well, and that's exactly it, Coach Campbell. Right now, they're there to look at players, to talk to players, to get to know them. You say get inside their head, see what they think, see what they know, see how much they think that player can handle gets thrown at them. And and Campbell talked about it. The most important thing for them is to draft well and then bring in some free agents to fill in some of those gaps. Now, it's kind of an a, a interesting process where you've got the combine, then you've got free agency, then you've got the draft. And so they're doing this research on what's coming out. But they have to make the free agent decisions before the draft even gets here, you know, you know, about six weeks before that. So I I think those are going to be interesting things that, you know, the Lions will get a good idea of what they're looking for. But I also think I don't know if it was Campbell or Holmes, and it's basically you draft the best players and we'll get into the draft stuff further down, but you use free agency to plug the holes. And so uh, I think we're going to see some really interesting things coming up with free agency, which we'll get to in our next episode. But the the Lions at at the combine here, they're going to be doing more and more research. They're going to take, like you said, they're going to take all that stuff from the scouts and they're going to put it to play. They've got all the cliff notes. They've got all the notes on the players and they're going to have those conversations and they're going to see what matches.
1: For sure. You know, I, it's funny talking about that, too, as I was thinking about Campbell, how many times in his press conference yesterday did he say FBI, football intelligence? You know, how many times did he say that? I think he said, he said it, too, for sure. And and it's funny because, you know, that's what that's what this is all about, this combine right now. And that's what these interviews, they get those 30 interviews. That's what, you know, for them, for instance, I'm bringing the two guys in from Canada you know, just things like that. You know that, you know, they have tape on those guys. Everybody can play. They wouldn't be at this level if they couldn't play. But, you know, how do we get this over top? So it's it's uh, it's interesting, and it's uh, great to hear how those guys go about uh, signing these players, whether it's a free agent or drafts.
0: Correct, and uh, I, I agree with all those sentiments. Uh, a couple more interesting things that uh, Campbell uh, talked about, and part of it's because he got asked about it. Uh, the first one, which blows my mind, is, People are still asking Coach Campbell about his decisions and play calling. And uh, he, he did say that they said, do you have any regrets? And he said, you know, I feel really good about everything. He goes, the only thing maybe, he goes, would have been, Running the ball on third down on that last drive because they had to use a timeout. He, he you know, came out and said he thought it was going to get punched in. You, you didn't think you're going to get stopped. But he goes, playing the odds, I would have thrown it on third down and waited till fourth down to run it in. But that was it. I, I still think it's funny that people were even asking him about it. Uh, the other thing that was interesting is he was asked about Hendon Hooker. Now, he said Hendon has had some good practice time late in the season last year. That's why they made him active. I think that's going to be essential for helping his growth this year. Campbell said they have seen growth. It's encouraging, and that's all they can ask for. But he did say they don't know exactly what they have yet, but they've seen progress, and that's all they could ask for. And we know Hendon Hooker's going in as a number two quarterback this year. That's the plan. And, you know, he will get a lot of reps that way and he will continue to learn. He learned from Teddy and from Jared last year. And so it's good that Hendon's healthy and we're, we're going in that direction.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's why we drafted him. He was injured. You know, we knew that he had, he had some upside, but there's going to be a growth potential on that situation. Uh, again, You know, we, I still see people out there tweeting, Oh my God, I can't believe we need him to start what, whatever, you know, it's good to have a guy in, in the way, look at love, you know, love sat for what, three years, I believe, you know, Hen and Hooker might be the same thing. You know, I see people saying, Oh, we should trade him. We're going to get some trade or he's a perfect trade bait and stuff like that. Uh, Let, let the, let, let the guys do the cooking. Um, you know, and, and go with that, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal talent and, and what a, what a, what a great guy for him to learn from is Jared Goff. So when Jared's career is over with, Hendon Hooker can step in and just carry on what we, what they've developed over the three years. And that's us winning the North and, and, and playing in, in, uh, championship games and going towards the Super Bowl. And he's an integral piece because again, depth, depth, depth.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I know the salary cap went up quite a bit. But backup quarterbacks still cost money. Having a player on a rookie contract uh, as your backup quarterback that has a lot of potential, as much potential as Hendon Hooker has, is a great spot to be in. You know, other than Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Hendon Hooker is probably going to fall into the category of our best backup quarterback since Sean Hill. I keep going back to that guy because he was just solid, and so and Hendon Hooker is probably our backup with most potential. I don't even know how far back, coach. I don't know if our memories go back that far. So, this is a great spot to be in for the Lions with that quarterback position. Uh, as we get towards free agency, we, we inch towards it here. The Lions have brought back two of their own players. We already brought it up one, Jalen Reeves, Maben, that two year, $7.5 million deal. He can get up to $8 million. We talked about how great he is in all those different areas. I mean, and then that fake pass or that, that fake punt pass. That was amazing. I mean, he is such an integral person on special teams. And again, he's part of the reason that linebacking core was even that much better this year. Cause you talked about that depth that like when, it, when people got hurt, he was able to, to jump right in there and, you know, Campbell called him, he goes, he's a ball guy. And, and that they called him a core player. So great to have Jalen Reese maybe been back. And then I think as we expected, um, much uh, a little bit different, but they re signed Mike Badgley, the kicker, for a one year deal. And uh, Brad Holmes said that doesn't mean there's not going to be competition. So those are the two guys they've brought back so far. Any thoughts on, on that? I know we talked about Germ quite a bit.
1: Well, I think it's great. And again, we go, it's that depth piece. Everybody is pushing each other, whether you're going to be the starter, you're going to be the backup, you're going to get 12 reps, you're going to get three reps. And I, you know, I just think that the, you know, that's what the lines have developed. I mean, everybody fights. We talk about grind. We talk about we're built for this. You know, these guys are competing every day uh, in, in camp. Nobody is etched in, well, other than probably Jared Goff and Hutch and our offensive line, and but, I mean, there's still guys that know that at any given, but you're one play away from being a starter. You know, if you're third on the depth, you're two plays away from being a starter. Rodrigo showed that when he stepped in last year, you know, at the end of the year. Uh, again, you know, that's the thing is when when we we continue to look at this roster and go, I don't fear anybody on the field. Um that that tells us how good we're going to be and tells us where we're at.
0: I agree with those things. And Mike Badgley, not a big deal, but it is a big deal because it gives you a baseline. It tells you, hey, we know we've got this guy. And if you go back to 2021, it's only two years ago, um, that was a pretty messy season for our kicking game. And so we've got him back. Uh, and again, we'll see what they bring in, whether it's a late-round draft pick, an undrafted free agent, or another Free agent signing as the free agency period opens up. So well, we'll see what happens with that. But the Lions have made one free agent signing. And, and I know free agency hasn't started yet, but that's because this player was not an NFL free agent. It was a CFL free agent. This happened recently. It's defensive lineman Matt Betts from the CFL. He was the CFL defensive player of the year playing for the BC Lions this past year. A lot of people excited about it. Now, he was an undrafted signee of the Chicago Bears back in 2019, but he did get cut coming out of training camp. Uh, that same year, the Edmonton team selected Matt Betts, number three overall in the CFL draft. Uh, the interesting thing here is also the Lions were not the only team that showed interest in Betts. There were multiple teams, and Betts chose Detroit. So, Coach, you, you, you've you've helped out. You've coached at different levels. You know what do you make of this move, and and what should proper expectations be? Well, I, I think you know he he's he
1: has tasted the NFL you know through training camps and stuff like that. He he went into the Canadian league and and had had a great year. Um, I think that new Dylanson, how well that these guys evaluate players um, and bringing somebody like him in, uh, I think that he may be a diamond in the rough. And again, he may be a depth player. He may turn out to be an unbelievable player. Um, and, and for him to identify and say, Detroit is the team that I want to come to, uh, tells you uh, exactly what, what he's walking into and that we have a great coaching staff, a great facility, great management and great players and he wants to be part of that growth and wants to be part of uh you know what success that the Detroit Lions are going to have so I think it's great to hear um especially when there's you know you always talk about you only need one team to like you well when there's uh, whatever two three four that had talked to him and he chose us as the top team that he wanted to go to uh that's a great sign
0: well that's also another fun part right I mean People are choosing the Lions over other people. I mean, that, that started happening last year. It's happening again now. And that just, again, continues at the, the story of the franchise and how it's changed with the culture and the play and everything of the organization. Well, Coach, let's talk about the Detroit Lions 2023 mini movie. Right, <laughs> the, the Lions released a mini movie from the 2023 season. It's a fun ride. You can find it on the Lions' YouTube channel. It's about 26 minutes long. You gave me a heads-up on it. You caught it. You had so much fun. I think you went back and watched it a second time.
1: Oh, yeah, I did. Just uh, seeing what they did, you know, uh, taking back all those years of us wanting to be winners and wanting to, to to experience playoff and wanted to experience home playoff games and wanted to experience an FC championship and just seeing – um You know what they did and what this team is all about. And basically what I love the most about is every time they would go to a play, they'd come back to somebody talking, whether it's Dan Campbell, one of the players and how it just fit into everything of the the, um, uh, things that they uh, experienced throughout the year. Uh, It makes you once you watch it, it makes you want to go back and watch every game um from from the whole season um but it did it did tie it into a nutshell and it and it was just great and I would anybody in the listeners out there I would go and watch it uh, first or second or maybe I might hit it for the third time today
0: I I, I can't disagree I mean I, it makes me want to go back and watch that Kansas City game all over from the beginning because I mean, that was the first game of the season. That was back in September. And so I think we're probably almost closer to this September than we were to last September. And so I want to go back and watch that game, Uh, even though they spent a good amount of time on that game in the mini-movie. But it was fun to go back and see a lot of those things. And it does make you want to go back and watch each of the games. And and I've gone back, I, I recently rewatched all the playoff games. I kind of went backwards actually. I started with San Fran, then Tampa, then the Rams. And it was a fun ride because, you know, everything was happening so fast with, you know, game after game after game that it's like you were on to the next one, almost like the players, and, and you know, we were able to celebrate a little bit and then go to that next game. But you kind of forget all that energy and funness that happened with all that. So if you can go back and do that throughout the season, I mean, now's a really good time for it because it is a little bit slower time as we're, we're now hitting the combine and getting ready for free agency, but it's fun to go back and look at those things and the insights they give you. I mean, they give you, I look like video right from Hutch's phone talking to himself. And so those inside peaks are always a fun thing for fans. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause you
1: don't see those, especially if you're in the stands or you're watching it on TV.
0: You know, and you just don't catch those. And it's just so cool to to see what they,
1: you know, you, you kind of feel what they experienced in that time, even though you weren't on the field
0: with them. Yes. And like you said, if you're watching on TV or you're in the stands, you're not hearing Dan Miller call the game on the radio. And oh, my gosh, hearing him and Lomas on the radio. That's such a nice treat as well. It adds a whole nother story, another flavor to the games. Mm -hmm. And it
1: ignites the juices a little bit and wants you to go back and uh, which football season was here already.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be it's going to be an offseason. It's like that was the uh, toughest Super Bowl, I think, for Lions fans to watch. And I don't know. I don't know if this this offseason, I would say this is going to be the longest offseason. But considering a year ago, we ended in Green Bay with that win and we weren't in the playoffs. That law, that offseason was longer because we had so much more time off. I mean, it kind of went quick from the end of the playoffs to the combine for us because we were in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, those extra three weeks, you know, it was huge. And, and, uh, you know, again, um, those were three that we could live on. And now we're looking at what it's been a month since their last game. Is that right? Something like
0: that. I heard that.
1: Yeah. And so now, now, and and now we're, we're at the combine. So, and then we have Detroit for the uh, draft um, and, uh, looking forward to that. So, um, so I, I think that'll get us into, get us into, then it becomes nice weather. And and, and then we realize, oh my God, football's around the corner. So, uh, the timing's perfect and it's, uh, definitely uh, made the calendar a little bit shorter.
0: That it has. And folks, if you are cold and wintry the next couple of days before the thaw of the weekend, go check out that Detroit lions mini movie coach, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: No just looking forward to watching the uh, um, all the testing uh, this weekend and the and the guys that showed up and didn't and and uh, get ready for uh, uh,
0: get ready for the draft. All right, sounds great and before the draft we will have free agency. that's gonna turn into a frenzy here shortly. James Cook and I will be getting that preview and going in our next episode so be sure to look for that. Coach, great having you here as always.
1: Uh, great talking lions football as always matt
0: thank you you as well and thank you so much for tuning in folks you can find all the episodes at not the same old if you're listening on youtube please hit that like button while you're at it tell your friends about the show and please subscribe regardless of your listening platform until next time stay gritty my friends